Welcome to the new episode of Dating Will Be the Death of Me. I just wanted to do a quick note at the beginning of the show because, um, well, first of all, I just wanted to thank everyone for the continued support. This is becoming way more of a thing than I actually thought it ever would be. I had said in one of the episodes, I kind of just started this because, you know, I had been dating and had some crazy stories that I would tell my friends and enough of them were like, you should actually start a podcast because, you know, these stories are ridiculous and like people would enjoy hearing them. Um, But today's episode kind of gets into, um, I guess, a part of my life and my history that I didn't know I was going to be sharing. Um, But I figured it's an important part of, of my history and kind of like my dating and stuff. And I think it's important to talk about. So I just want to do a quick trigger warning before you get into the actual episode. I am going to be talking about exes and, you know, there's some entertaining stuff in there, but there's also some hard conversations uh, or or stories because it's just me. I'm not talking to anyone, but um, I just wanted to kind of put it out there, but let you know if you are struggling with anything or have been through an experience that is hard to talk about or, you know, you're, you're wanting to get some guidance on, like I absolutely am in no way qualified to give you any advice. Like I'm not a professional anything other than I'm a teacher. Um, But, you know, I just wanted to let you know that if you are going through something or have gone through something like a tough relationship, that you are not alone. And if you want to listen to kind of my history with with a horrible ex, um, you can keep listening. But if that's not something that you're interested in hearing about, then just skip this episode and catch us on the next one because, yeah, that's just, that's what's coming up. But thank you so much and enjoy the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Dating Will Be the Death of Me. I'm your host, Amanda. And today I am doing a solo episode. I've had a lot of awesome guests the past few episodes, but I had put on Instagram just asking what you guys would want to hear about in future episodes. And I got a great suggestion um, from the Unlicensed podcast. So they suggested I talk about exes, which so much fun. We love our exes, don't we? So I figured I would just do kind of like a, a, I don't know, rundown of my exes, talk kind of about what my relationships were like with my exes after breaking up, um, also like obviously what our relationship was like while we were still together and just kind of talk about uh, how to deal with exes post-breakup and all that fun stuff. So just wanted to shout out again, Unlicensed Podcast for the suggestion. Definitely part of the reason I think dating is so hard for me is that I do get like kind of caught up in my exes and try to stay in touch with them. And maybe that's not the best idea, but I, I have a really hard time like cutting people out of my life completely. It's something that I've talked about with one of my really good friends. It's, and it's, I'm sure you guys have thought about it too, but just how crazy it can be when you're dating someone for even just a few months and, you know, you're talking to them every day, you see them 
not every day, but like every week, you know, you spend a lot of time getting to know this person, growing with them. And then when you break up, they're just gone. And for me, that's hard. It's, it's hard for someone just to disappear from my life completely, even when they should, right? Like I've had some pretty awful exes and I've had a really hard time just, I think, moving on from that because it does feel like, you know, closing the book on one part of your life. And again, sometimes you totally should and you should be able to move on. But I I struggle with that. And that's definitely something that I need to be more conscious of and work on because it's definitely got me, gotten me into a lot of tricky situations and maybe prolonged some suffering that didn't need to happen or kept me from healing. So yeah, that's just, (laughs) that's something that I struggle with, which is why I think my breakup slash like ex stories go on a lot longer than they should Um, in the past more so than now. But I, I would have to say I do, I'm more of like a, a monogamous, serial monogamous. I like having a partner. I love like growing with someone and knowing like that person is there if I need to, you know, just call and vent about my day. Or if I'm bored, I'm like, hey, I want to like drive up to Maine and get some donuts from Holy Donut. Like I want a person that I can just hit up and be like, yo, can we do this? And that's for me, that's like what a partner is. And I have friends that I could do that with too, but you know, my friends are busy and sometimes... I don't know. It's weird. I feel more comfortable sometimes just reaching out to a partner um, because I don't know. That's weird to think. I don't know. Um, But I guess to to start, um, I was kind of, as I was reading, I'm like, who am I going to talk about on on this episode? Because I do have some some exes. Um, But I was like, who who would I actually consider like an ex like an ex-boyfriend is it someone that I would yeah would have used the term boyfriend with so there's a lot of people that I dated casually or dated you know for a month or two that I wouldn't consider an ex Um, I just ended something with someone last month who we had been talking for or like hanging out for two months but we never used the term boyfriend girlfriend so I wouldn't I wouldn't consider that person an ex. Uh, If I did consider everyone that I had that situation with an ex, this would be like a nine hour episode because I've had a lot of situations. Um, But I'm just going to kind of stick to the people that I actually use the term boyfriend with and actually said like we're in a relationship. So my first boyfriend was way back in high school. Um, I was a senior in high school. They were a junior. And I... (laughs) So I was, I was like an athlete growing up. I played soccer, basketball, softball, hockey, whatever. Um, and I was usually like not bad at whatever I tried for sports until senior year. One of my really good friends was the captain of the javelin team. So me and one of my friends were like, you know, it'd be fun. Like, let's just join, join the javelin team. And I, yeah, to say I was bad would be like an understatement. I, it was just such a hard, it's, it was different than anything I'd ever done. Like I grew up throwing a football around, throwing a baseball around and the way you throw a javelin is just not the same. So we basically just did it to hang out with each other and like 
socialize with people. And I ended up meeting my first boyfriend. Um, who I should have come up with nicknames because I don't want to use their names, but we'll call him, I don't know, I'll just call him R. So he did track and um, we started hanging out just like in groups with the track team and, and whatever. And then he asked me to prom and initially I said no. And then I went home, thought about it more. And I was like, actually, you know what? Yeah, I'll go to prom with you. And then we ended up dating for two years. So I went off to college and then he was a senior in high school and everything was fine. I mean, it, it long distance was hard because I went to school in Pennsylvania. He went to school or he lived in, in Massachusetts and it was tough, but we made it work. Like he came down to visit me a few times at school, which was awesome. It's like a six hour drive and, and he made it a few times. Um, whenever I was home for break, we spent a lot of time together. So it was good. It was a good relationship. It's very typical, like first high school relationship where, you know, you spend a lot of time together, have stupid fights. Um, but overall, I would say it was good. And then he actually he decided to follow me to college. Uh, he didn't go to the same school as I did. I went to Villanova, which sadly, for anyone who's a March Madness fan, they just lost last night. Um, so I went to Villanova and he went to Temple which is in Philly, and I, I was outside of Philly. So it was probably like a 30-minute train ride, an hour trip, like tops. So he made it very like clear, like, oh, yeah, no, Temple wasn't like a dream or like my first choice. I'm going there because it's near you, which at the time, like, I was like oh, that's so romantic. But then I'm kind of like looking back, I don't know. That's a lot of pressure to put on a relationship because I didn't ask him to follow me. And eventually we did break up, which was tricky. And then I kind of felt like, well, I'm not going to feel bad that you came to a school because of me. Like I, like I said, I didn't ask him to do that. But yeah, anyways, I think he enjoyed his time, so it's all good. But what ended up happening was my sophomore year, I kind of started to to fall for this other person that went to school with that with me and we just nothing inappropriate happened like I didn't cheat but I guess you could say it was like emotional cheating because we did spend time together nothing physical ever but our thing was so weird like we <laughs> used to get drunk and like there were so many trees on campus like big trees and we would like go climb trees and and just talk which probably isn't safe to be drunk and like climb trees. Cause I feel like, I don't know how we didn't fall or like break an arm or something, but yeah, I started to realize that I had feelings for this new guy. And I was like, it's really not fair to R to, you know, have this kind of like emotional connection with someone else. Um, so one time he did come to visit me at Villanova and I broke up with him and it was, it was really sad cause he was heartbroken. He was a very emotional, uh, emotional guy. And um, he kind of, he asked why or like what happened. And I, I was honest with him and told him that I was falling for this new person. And that should have been it. That should have just, you know, closed the door on that. But he, our, my high school boyfriend, decided he was going to try everything he could do to try to get me back. And I wasn't even in, a, in the new relationship yet um, with 
we'll call him skater boy because he was like a, a skater bro like yeah he he was like I'm gonna you know do everything I can to get you back so we broke up in October or November and then December I was home for a break and he you know was trying to like woo me by taking me out to dinner and I shouldn't have let this stuff happen but you know it selfishly it felt good for someone to want you and like want to get you back but you know ultimately I I realized like this wasn't for me right it was my first relationship it was good I learned from it but I was ready to move on I I didn't want to date or end up with someone from my hometown like that's so typical I, there's so many people from my, my hometown that like end up together it's kind of like a towny town um that whole area of Massachusetts is a little bit towny I was like, you know what, I would feel kind of stuck if I ended up with my first boyfriend um, because ultimately like, we didn't we didn't match up on, on a lot of things. But he was a nice person. It was a good relationship. Um, but that was, you know, one chapter of my life. I moved on, even though it was a little messy for a little bit. Um, and then I started dating my college boyfriend, who we'll call Skater Boy, because, again, he was like, a skater, skimboarder, very nice, but very like socially, uh, not awkward, just like when we first started hanging out, it was like a group of us, like me and my friends, and then him and his friends, we all kind of connected. I was really good friends with one of um, Skater Boy's friends since freshman year, like we had been hanging out. And when we all first started hanging out, my friends were like, yo, Skater Boy is really weird, kind of rude, like kind of a dick. And I was like, yeah, I think he's just awkward. I don't know. Like I, I something about him, like I feel like we connected because we would go and like climb trees and talk and like we really connected on music. Like we were both really big classic rock fans, Beatles fans. Um, but he could definitely be come across as like a little pretentious and a little you know, like my one of my really good friends used to talk. He, she'd be like, "Oh, he's always pontificating, like trying to use all these big words." And he definitely did think he was super smart, and he was smart. But like, there'd be times where he would just go on and on and on and on about himself. And then when I met his parents, they like worshipped the ground that he walked on. Like it was, I had never. I had never experienced anything like that. Like my parents are super supportive of me and my brothers. My friends' parents are super supportive of that, supportive of them. But like acting like your son is God's gift to this earth, it just was like very off-putting. And he was from Jersey, Italian, and not. I'm not gonna like, you know, stereotype them, but I don't know. It was his mom was very like your typical overbearing, you know, if you're going to date my son, you have to do everything for them. Like you better ready, you be better be ready to cook, clean, wait for, wait after them. And that's so not me. And yeah, <laughs> one time, <clears throat> one time I went over there for dinner. They were, so being in New Jersey, they were like a, a quick drive, probably like an hour, hour and a half from our school. And one time we drove home for dinner or to their house for dinner and we're sitting there and like, you know, 
Jersey Italian, very like the spread was amazing, appetizers, the dinner was great. We had like pizza and steak and potatoes. It was like food overload, which is awesome. But again, the mom was just way too much. And we sat down to dinner, we're having steak. And she got up, went over to his plate and starts cutting his steak for him. And I just stood there in like shock. I'm like, this grown ass man can't cut his own steak. Like, (laughs) and if you're expecting me to do that in the future, like, yeah, no, like I'm not gonna cut your steak for you. I was just like, is this really happening? Because this kid did not have like a single, like there's nothing that he would have needed. He was in no situation where like his mom would have had to cut his steak for him. Like she wasn't, he didn't have broken fingers or like broken, I don't know, like blisters or whatever. He was fully capable. And it just was so normal to them, which was frightening. I'm like, really? Like who? Yikes. But um, he was a nice enough guy. We ended up dating for uh two and a half years almost three years so sophomore year and then up until like the September after we graduated and it was tough like I wasn't gonna move I went I moved back to Massachusetts and I there was no way I was gonna move to New Jersey he had gotten a job in New Jersey he was not gonna move to Massachusetts we did the long distance thing for a while and then it was just like too much and I ended up visiting one time down there, Shore House, um, after graduation. And it was just like the worst, like we were in such a small space with his family and his family was nice. They were pleasant, but it was just like way too much for me. Like they were just, oh, it was like too much. So we broke up and this is a time where like cutting ties and like closing that chapter was easy because of the distance. We, you know, stayed in touch a little bit And, but it wasn't like with the hope that we would end up back together. And the only reason we ended up actually like stopping communication was because of my next boyfriend who I don't hate people, but like, I can confidently say he's one person that I hate. Um, So after, after this break, um, I'll tell you about we'll call him the devil. Um, actually, no, I was going to say astromatic, but no, it's, it's pretty spot on. Or we'll call him Voldemort. And I'll just put, put out like a trigger warning for like mental and physical abuse. If that's something that you've dealt with, if you want to just skip ahead, like maybe 10 minutes, because um, it, it was a pretty horrible relationship. And, you know, I I learned a lot about what I want and deserve from it. But it was, it was some shit. So if you don't want to hear that, um, you can just skip ahead and then see you on the other side of that. All right. All right. So X number three, and again, just a trigger warning because my next X was really shitty. Like one of probably, um, the worst people I've ever met which is not how it started. So if you're not interested in hearing about um, any form of like abuse, then just skip ahead. But my next ex, we are calling Voldemort because, uh, you know, just he who should not be named. And after breaking up with my college boyfriend, it was kind of right around the time when people started using 
dating apps more, um, more like openly, I guess. So Tinder was starting to become a thing. And for people around my age, I think it was 22 at the time. And, um, that just started kind of, kind of to be more accepted. So I joined Tinder and I don't really know what I was looking for initially. Like I said, I, I am a serial monogamous now. And I think just because I had had two long-term relationships, that was all I knew. And that's what I was kind of looking for. And, you know, people were obviously on the apps looking for hookups, but that wasn't something I was interested in. I was still living, I had moved home after college. I was living with my parents. So, you know, (laughs) I was doing a lot of like, oh, I'm going to go hang out with my friends and then going on a date, which, so I guess that came more later because actually the first person that I met up with on Tinder was this guy, Voldemort. Um, And we went, met for lunch at a restaurant. I think we both had like a beer. And then he was like, oh, like, do you want to, you know, take a ride or something? And he had a a Jeep, the top was down. I was like, yeah, yeah, let's go. Let's drive to a park and like walk around. And looking back, so I had texted my best friend. We had talked. I was like, I'm going on a date from Tinder. You know, if you don't hear from me in two hours, like call the police because I'll probably get murdered. But getting in a car with the first person I met on Tinder, probably not the smartest idea. But you know, I, I texted my friend. I was like, we're going to Bird Park, which is right around the corner from where we lived. Um, same thing. Like, if you don't hear from me, send help. I might have been kidnapped or, you know, I'm dead in the pond. But it was nice. It was like a very easy conversation. We hit it off. It was great. Um, and then, you know, we had a few more dates. And it just felt really easy and really comfortable. He came across as very friendly, funny, social, and it was great. Where things started to turn, I'm trying to like, because there's one night in particular, which like, sometimes I'll even think back to it and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, so I don't really know when things started to turn, but he just would start to get really jealous of any time I would mention hanging out with friends who were guys. And I have some really like friends that I have known basically since birth, friend, family friends, people that my mom and dad have gone, went to high school with, have kids and were friends. And he would like make weird comments and be like, oh, like, what are you doing with that person? I'm like, well, we're hanging out as like we do. We've been doing this for 20 something years, like calm down. But like he would do it in a way, it was almost almost joking, but I learned that like he wasn't joking. He was super jealous and super controlling. So he started to try to make me cut people out of my life. Like I had a really good friend or I have a really good friend and she was like going through a lot at that time. And he was like, oh, really? You're going to hang out with her? Like she cheats on her boyfriend and she does all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but she's my friend. Like I love her, known her since birth. And he'd be like, yeah, well, if you hang out with her, then you're going to start doing those things. And just really shitty stuff like that. And then I had a friend who was trying to get into the, the um, join the police or whatever. And I guess he got kicked out of the academy or something happened. And he's like, wow, like you have great friends, like being really rude and disgusting. And 
as you know, as he's trying to cut me out of cut people out of my life, my friends out of my life, he's like trying to justify still talking to some girl that he had dated. And then I got a text one time from Skater Boy just being like, hey, like thinking of you. I hope you have a great Christmas. Hope you're you and your family are doing well. And he saw the text and was like, what the fuck are you doing talking to your ex? And I'm like, you, what? Like, first of all, it was totally innocuous. Second of all, you talk to your ex all the time. And it was just, it's that's when it kind of started to turn because there were these double standards. He was able to do whatever he wanted, but I, you know, had to follow these certain, like, I couldn't text certain people. I couldn't hang out with certain people. And like, honestly, I just kind of started lying and, and not, you know, I was like, it's not worth the fight. Like, I'll just you know, make up a story or something, which is fucked up that I felt like I had to do that. And then it all kind of came to a head one night. We were hanging out with his cousin and his cousin's friend. And we were just hanging out, like playing cards or whatever. And he made a comment, like he was telling a story about a time he was out with his ex. And I was just like, for me, I was like, I don't really, I don't want to hear that. So I got up and I just went into his room and I texted him I was like hey can you just come in here and talk like I was kind of upset and we had been drinking and so he comes in and he just starts like yelling at is not the right like I don't even know like basically telling me like you're like a shitty person you're trying to start a fight in front of my cousin like you don't deserve like my time blah 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 whatever I was like okay then I'll just leave and I tried to leave and he's like, if you get in your car, I'm going to call the cops on you because you've been drinking. I was like, I don't feel comfortable being here. So fine, I'll just like sleep on the couch. And he wouldn't let me sleep on the couch. He was like up in my face. Um, I had put on a shirt and sweatpants for, of his and he um, ripped the shirt off of me and said like, you don't deserve to wear this. And it was basically... So I think this all, the conflict started at like midnight and it didn't stop until 6 a.m. And it was just like exhausting. He did put his hands on me and throughout the relationship, he would always say, well, I never hit you. And it's like, yeah, but you still hurt me. He would like kneel on my arm so I wouldn't be able to do anything. Um, He would like press his hands into my face and I would have, I would have marks on my face and on my arms. And like people asked about them a few times. I think I was I was um, long-term subbing middle schoolers and I had a scratch on my face and they're like, oh, like what's that from? I was like, oh, like my friend got a new cat. It was like just constantly having to make up stories. And basically like I was trying to protect him because I wanted that relationship. And looking back, like it's it's hard even to talk about, but you know, when you're in a situation like that, it's, you, you don't really see it for what it is. Um, and looking back, it's like hindsight is 2020 and it's hard even, I mean, this was 2017. So five years ago. And even now it's like hard to talk about, but, um, eventually. So, and he even started to try to turn like family members against me, you know, would have conversations with my dad, like, you know, Amanda's really, you know, she, she's really trying to just start fights with me all the time and like making shit up. And again, looking back, it's like, what the fuck? 
And I didn't feel comfortable talking to my family about it because I thought they were like on his side. So it's just like a typical um, strategy of an abuser to try to isolate you. And he would try to, you know, say things to my friends like, oh, you know, Amanda being Amanda, like being dramatic or whatever. And I started to feel like, well, no one's going to take my side. Like I am the crazy one. I am the one that's like causing the drama when it's literally him mentally and physically abusing me. So eventually that relationship ended. I I think it I think we were watching an episode of um what's that show? Oh, it's so popular. Mm, with Milo Ventimiglia or whatever. This is us. We were watching an episode of This Is Us. And he got mad at me because I had watched the episode already. And he was like, you were supposed to wait for me to watch it. And I was like, well, I didn't. Like, sorry. What do you What do you want to do? And um, he was just like, you know what? Fuck you. And got up and left. And then that was it. And later on, my mom was like, I, I was upstairs and I heard you guys like fighting, but I didn't really know what it was about. I was like, yeah, no, it's over. Like, for whatever reason, I don't, I don't really like the show. This is us that much, but that ended up, you know, that show maybe saved my life because <laughs> watching an episode without him was enough to make him, you know, leave finally. But even after that, it was, it was shit. Like trying to get my stuff back from him. He kept one thing. He was like, well, you know, like we bought it together I was like no like I spent my money on it though like just because you were there when I bought it doesn't mean it's yours he's like yeah but it's like the memory and I want to hold on to that and I was like no like it's mine give it back and he wouldn't give it back to me and again it was him being abusive like mentally trying to like manipulate me and you know probably try to continue having contact because he wanted me to keep asking for it and asking for it and I you know I was like fuck you over it keep it. And then I blocked him on everything. And this is just to show, to explain to you how crazy this kid was. He, so I blocked him on like text, like he couldn't call me. I blocked his number, blocked him on Instagram, Twitter, because he had tried to like DM me on Twitter after I blocked him on other stuff. So um, I blocked him on Twitter, blocked him on um, Facebook, and he I blocked his Gmail, but he knew that it would go to spam if he emailed me. So I'm a psycho. I don't know if anyone else does this, but I check my spam every day just in case because I have had important emails go to spam before. And I found his emails in spam and they were like long essays. And I was reading one at school. I'm like, what is what is wrong with this motherfucker? Like, you had to jump through hoops. You had to go, you had to know that my email, your email was going to my spam to get in touch with me. Like, take a hint, you suck. And it was a lot of back and forth because, you know, it was two years. And, you know, I grapple a lot with even talking about it because I think some, some people don't understand what it's like to be in that situation. Like, so many people are like, oh, well, like if he was an asshole to you, then it should have been easy to leave or to like cut ties. But it wasn't. And I hate that it wasn't because like, again, I wasted more time in the kind of fallout from the relationship. 
and we did hang out a few times after and like looking back I'm like Amanda like what the fuck but it's it was an abusive relationship and it was toxic but it had you know it had effects on me afterwards and one of them was like not really being able to cut ties completely until way too long after so you know if you if you've never been in that situation it's hard for you to understand it and i think a lot of people judge people that are in those situations because they're like well if i was in that situation i would have left and i think i'm a very strong person and i think i'm very smart and i still was in that situation i still had to deal with it so i would just like have i would caution you to be a little bit more understanding or maybe you know don't judge people that have been through that or are in it just be supportive and and you know, show them that you're there for them and like love them because it's shit. It's like absolute shit that like there's no words to explain how I felt. But, you know, it, it it's something that I have to deal with and I'm still dealing with, um, you know, as I'm getting choked up about it, like talking about it. I've seen, you know, I've gone to therapy and talked a lot about it. But the just like physical things that I still had to deal with. Like he made me delete every picture that I ever had with any ex. He made me, or he like pressured me to cut people out of my life. And I feel like certain people, my relationships weren't the same with them after because they don't fully understand what happened because it was kind of like, I can't talk to you anymore. And you know, my, the skater boy, my ex from college, like it would be nice to be in touch with him. Like he wasn't a bad person. We, you know, shared, we shared history, but you know, I cut him totally out to avoid conflict with um, this, you know, abusive boyfriend. So it was a lot. And, you know, it's not something that I fully talked about with my parents and my family because it's hard, but it, I think, you know, it made things tough for a little bit while after too, because it's, it's still thinking that they are on his side and, and, you know, not, not there for you, but they just didn't know, they didn't know everything. So it was hard for them to actually understand like what was going on. So that taught me a lot. I mean, looking back now, it's like, you know, if someone tries to start controlling me, that's going to raise a lot of red flags and that's going to be a huge like like a no like i i've spent i did my time you know having someone try to control me and 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 ruin my life and i i think i've grown a lot from it and i think i'm even stronger and maybe a little bit too strong like you know sometimes they can be very blunt on dates because if you say something that's not cool with me like not gonna fly been there done that like I'm not going to put up with anyone's bullshit. So it's definitely, it's changed me for better or worse. It's, it's changed me and it's something that is always going to be part of me. So, but, uh, and it definitely affected my relationship, relationships following, you know, the next few years. Cause once we broke up, um, my roommate, my current roommate, my best friend set me up with one of her coworkers. And I feel like a lot of the conflict that we dealt with was, you know, I was still healing and I 
probably was not ready to be in a relationship. And I certainly wasn't ready to be in a relationship with, with this person. Um, we'll call him work boo. Cause it was my friend's coworker. Um, and was a nice enough guy, just not emotionally mature at all. And, you know, when I would get upset and it's, you know, I, I will fully admit that it's a lot to hear about someone else's abuse. If you're in a relationship with them, um, and there, there was a few times that I like broke down in front of him and he just wasn't able to, to deal with that. And it's, like I said, it is hard to deal with something like that. But if you're going to be with someone, you have to be supportive of them. And we would have these, these fights where I'm like, you're not being, you're not hearing me. You're not being there for me. And I, I need you to be there for me. And he wouldn't be able to be there for me. And then the next day we would just keep going. And we should have broken up because even if I didn't go through all that, like I, I'm someone who I do need someone to be there emotionally for me. Um, damn, like I like strike out with that a lot. Um, there's another ex that I'll talk about who couldn't be there for me either. And it's, it was tough. And I, I don't think we would have worked out. Me and work boo would have worked out even if me and Baltimore hadn't been a thing. Like I just, me, me and work boo were not, compatible, but it definitely, you know, the relationship with Baltimore did have resounding effects um, and kind of like ripple effects that followed me for the next few relationships. But after work, boo, I had a boyfriend who he's the one I talked about. He had kids and was going to have a third kid with his baby mama, but he was nice. He was probably the first relationship after Voldemort where I was like, okay, like this has healthy aspects and I I can focus on those. And like, those are things that I want. Like he was there for me emotionally, like went out of his way to do nice things. Um, spent a lot of time with me, like would make time for me. And that's huge for me. And then after that, oh, actually I totally forgot. As I was like writing my exes down, I totally forgot about this kid that I dated. Um, he was in the army and like we met, he was on leave for Christmas. We met and then we met one time and stayed in touch. And then he asked me to be his girlfriend before I even saw him a second time. It was weird. Like looking back, I'm like, dude, what were you thinking? Like, <laughs> I mean, he was like a nice kid. Um, I would travel to North Carolina to see him. He traveled up to, to mass to see me, but overall, like it wasn't going to work. And I, I would be hard pressed to date someone in the military in the future, just because I am not willing to give up my life to move somewhere else to be with someone. You know, I know that's not always a situation. And that's why I said I'd be hard pressed. I'm not totally against it, but I also just don't, I just think uh, values are not aligned in most cases. But my last ex, my most recent ex is um, the, the person that I've mentioned a few times he was probably my healthy, healthiest relationship. We had a lot of fun. He was more emotionally mature than other people I had dated. He would encourage me, like if I was upset, I shut down. And he would encourage me to talk through it, which was big. And that's something that I've tried to take, you know, moving forward. And we never, if we were mad at each other, we never yelled. We never raised our voices. We never used 
you know, rude language to each other. And that was something, you know, in my relationship with Voldemort, like he was the first person to ever call me the C word. He would just yell like, fuck you. And like, it was just so normal that those words didn't even carry the weight that they should have. I don't think when I'm in a relationship with someone, I don't want to use those words. And with my last ex, we didn't, even if we were mad, we didn't use offensive words to each other. And I think that that was really important for me because relationships that I saw growing up, like people would use those words and like just throw them around like they they don't matter. But I, I don't think once you start talking to someone like that, it becomes easier because you've already done it. And I just don't want to get in a habit where like I would say fuck you to the person that I love or like you're an asshole, like you suck. I don't think that those I don't think that they need to that doesn't need to be said, um, even if you're mad. I think I'm an adult. Like I can I can temper my anger enough not to be hurtful with my words to someone that I love. But yeah, so my most recent ex was good with communicating and, and you know, being there for each other until um, my aunt passed away. And the day of he was there for me. Two days after, he told me that he was going through his own things and couldn't be there for me. And that was just like so shitty because not only did I lose my aunt, but now I'm going through a breakup. So it was just, it was not, not a good situation. But again, I have a hard time closing the door on people. So I continued to communicate with this guy and it was not healthy for me. But I, you know, I do put myself in that situation where it's like, maybe put my needs second to staying friends with someone or staying in contact with someone. Cause after he, you know, he was like, why don't we just take a break? And then I was like, okay. So we did that for about a week. And then finally I was like, why are we taking a break? Like, I need you now. You should be here for me now. And if you don't want to be here for me now, like, I don't want to, I'm not going to wait around for you to want to be there for me. So let's just break up. And then he tried to stay in touch. He would like call me randomly and be like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, why are you acting like everything's normal? Like you can't, you don't get to call me and just like be friendly. You weren't there for me when I needed you as my boyfriend. So I think I would love to hear your guys' opinions on keeping in touch with exes or like, how do you move on? How do you grapple with that end of a of a life chapter and not feeling, I, I don't know if the, if it's like, like you're totally losing a part of your life. And how do you, do you guys have a tr- any trouble like comparing a new boyfriend or girlfriend or partner to a previous one and like saying, you know, well, my old partner did this, like, why isn't this person doing that? And like, how do you, set up healthy boundaries and communicating. I just, I would love to hear from you guys because I know, I know for a fact, my way of dealing with exes isn't always the best. Like I do keep in touch with exes more so like, I guess I more so keep in touch with the people that I wouldn't call my exes, like the hookups or, you know, the few dates, but I have kept in touch with exes and I don't think that it is a good idea based on my experience. Um, but 
I would love to get your 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 feedback, your opinions. Um, and I would love to hear about any stories that you guys have with exes because as shitty as exes are, like it is, I don't know, sometimes it's interesting to hear about other people's exes because you find that you have common stories with other people. And, you know, if anyone was listening to this and was in a similar situation, like in a, in a relationship that was abusive or toxic, um, you're not alone. You know, it's it's something that I'm, I still have to heal from even five years later. Like it's not something that's totally gone from my life. So if you want to reach out, definitely like I am more than happy to, you know, have a conversation with you or if you have any tips on healing and stuff, um, you know, therapy has done wonders. I think, you know, if you're struggling with anything, like explore therapy as an option because it can be so helpful just to have, you know, someone talk you through things and like explore where certain things come from and like why certain emotions come up. Um, if So if therapy is, is something that's realistic for you as an option, I would definitely say explore it because for me, for my friends, like therapy, it's, it's amazing. It, it helps so much. So I would definitely recommend that. But Otherwise, sorry, this like took a dark turn, but you know, it's something that's part of my life. And it's, I, I think it's part of obviously why dating will be the death of me because I've had to deal with some shit, but you know what? I started a podcast. I'm putting it all out there. So this is me. Um, but I appreciate you guys listening. I, I'm open to more suggestions. Like, thank you again, Unlicensed Podcast, for the suggestion. I hope you enjoyed hearing about my exes. And if you have any advice or any questions, any ex stories, please, 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 please reach out. You can follow me if you don't already on Instagram. Dating will be the death of me. And um, I put a lot of questions up there, polls. Like, right now I have a, a poll up about what you look at more on dating apps, like pictures or their prompts. Um, Do you like, is it okay if people put old pictures up of themselves? Like if you just want to answer fun questions like that or reach out, send me a DM. Um, I love hearing from you guys. I've connected with, with so many awesome people who also make podcasts. I think that's my favorite part of doing this is connecting with other podcasters because there's so many people out there doing amazing things and I don't think I would have found them if I didn't start this. So thank you guys for listening. You guys are amazing. And I will talk to you soon. Bye.